If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. Today on The Transition, I talk about the importance of getting back to why. When you get caught up in the day-to-day of running your business and all the blocking and tackling that comes with chasing revenue, managing your team, and dealing with your personal life, it can start to wear on you. It's all fun and dandy the first few months when you're fueled off of dopamine or what I like to call the honeymoon phase of entrepreneurship. After a while, the reality of the grind sets in. You go through a breakup or divorce. You start losing friends and family. Now what? You lose motivation and you find it hard to show up. That sounds familiar. Today's show is for you. Before we jump in, be sure to subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover, either on the show or in the newsletter, reach out to me at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. Additionally, be sure to check out my first book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes as well. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bunker? This is your boy, Iron Mike. I know it's been a minute since you heard from me. I apologize. I was getting my mojo back. As you know, I was facing some challenges this summer. And at the same time, I was trying to do more solo episodes. And make no mistake, solo episodes are still hard to do because you have to show up. And I want to make sure that I'm showing up for y'all. And so I just felt like I wasn't able to give my best the last few weeks on the solo content. And since I didn't have any new episodes scheduled, you know, I was not able to get episode out. But, you know, we're back. I'm in it. So excited to be here. And I appreciate you all reaching out to me, letting me know how much you've appreciated, you know, me taking off my armor on these last few episodes, particularly the one opening up about, you know, mental health challenges and struggles. And, you know, I'm still kind of coming out of that haze. I'm in a good place now. And I just want you all to know that I appreciate that. One of the things that has been on my mind, though, is revisiting my personal why and understanding the importance of all of us getting back to our whys. And the reason behind this is so much has changed over the last few years in my personal life, in the business. And when I think about this platform and the guests I've had on the show, some of the businesses that were featured early on are no longer in existence. That's just the nature of the beast with regards to entrepreneurship. And I know I get the sense when I talk to entrepreneurs online, you know, people are going through it. You know, you've got founders that are running out of cash, you know, so cash flow is always an issue. People that are raising money and they only got a few months left the runway. So it's, it's real out there. And, you know, sometimes pipeline starts to dry up. All of a sudden, you know, you were doing good, right? You were kicking ass and taking names, but now you don't have any more clients. You know, you're, you got an empty pipeline. And so when you're going up against it, how do you navigate through that? And I think, you know, 
just kind of revisits like, why are we doing what we do? I think about, you know, the first honeymoon phase of entrepreneurship, right? You go to that meetup or that bunker connect, you come up with your idea, you recruit a co-founder, you start to work on it. And then next thing you know, you're off to the races and there's this adrenaline rush you feel and you get that dopamine hit because you're in the honeymoon phase. But as I always say, you know, one month turns into six months, six months turns into a year and a half, year and a half turns to four years. A lot's happened during that time. You've gone through breakups, divorce, you've lost people. You might have had to move. You might have to downsize. You have to mortgage, refinance your house. Just a bunch of stuff just to keep the dream alive. And when you're going through it, it's so easy to forget why you start to do that in the first place. And so in preparation for this episode, I went ahead and pulled up uh, Simon Sinek's video, Start With Why. And he has a book by the same name. And essentially he says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Particularly your team, the people that are working with you, people whose values align with you. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're just rowing in a direction, but you don't really know why you're doing it in the first place, it's not good. And I can honestly say, you know, over the last few months, that's what was happening to me. When I was dealing with the stuff of losing friends and et cetera, and I would wake up and be like, what's the point? Like, what are we working towards? What's the end goal? And so I start to say, you know what? Maybe let me go back to the beginning. And I will tell you all too, what's crazy about all this I'm talking about is literally I've had the most success in my venture, Ironbound Boxing, the last, literally this summer, while all this stuff is going on. I'm just going to bring you up to speed. I received a $10,000 grant from the Ultimate Fighting Championship. I received, got notified that I received a $75,000 grant from the Dick's Sporting Goods Foundation. And when they told me this, I literally started crying. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I got selected for the Fund for New Leadership, which is, I can't say the grant amount, but I will say it's over $200,000 for the next three years to support my work, right? I would have begged for this, you know, October 2016, when I was just starting Ironbound Boxing Academy. Hell, in 2015, when I moved to Newark after getting out the Marine Corps, right? I didn't have any of that. And what was trippy to me was that even in the midst of all this sex success, I did not feel whole. You know, I felt like there was something off. And I equate that to, again, just losing sense of that North Star. Where was I headed? So I'm going to go revisit it with you all right now. And I've told this story in person. I mean, I've told this story in a variety of different mediums. But I started Ironbound because I grew up in an environment in a single-parent home in Texas. And I did not have a dad around. Still don't have a dad till this day. And when I was in that boxing gym at the Naval Academy, I felt like it was meant for me. Right? It literally fundamentally changed my life, especially after my mother suffered that stroke. And now all of a sudden I find myself at the Naval Academy feeling alone. But I wasn't alone because I had my teammates on the boxing team and I had this amazing outlet that in a way almost came like a religion to me. You know, I knew no matter how bad I was feeling, I always could go to the boxing gym and relieve some stress. And when I was in the ring competing, it was like the best version of me. You know, a lot of times kids watch you know, movies and superheroes and be like, damn, I wish I could be that one day. 
When I was in the boxing ring, I felt like a superhero. And I know what it was like to get out of that ring and knowing how confident I was in myself after what I had went through. And I wanted other young men and women that came from backgrounds similar to mine to experience that. And I didn't want them to pay for it, right? Because I think about my life now between, you know, being an entrepreneur, graduating the academy, being a Hoover veteran fellow out at Stanford. And by the way, I didn't even know what Stanford was up until like, I don't know, I think until I was like transitioning out of the military or maybe right before. I didn't know about Ivy Leagues and all this other stuff. I just knew I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. And to be able to move around that environment when you understand where I came from. Let me tell y'all, man, we used to not have electricity and would have to heat up like our, our bath water on the, sorry, not electricity. We would not have hot water. And so we would have to heat up our water on the stove, right? And pour it in the bathtub. And I remember at the time, my mom telling me not to tell anyone about that at school, right? Because she's a single mom doing the best she could with what she had. But that was kind of environment that, you know, I grew up in, right? That was my normal environment. So when I see the stuff that I'm doing now, as I'm, I can't help but feel amazed, you know, when knowing where I come from. But like I always say, my philosophy is around lifting as I climb. What's the point of making it to the mountaintop if I'm the only one there? And my first opportunity to do that was in Newark with the Ironbound Boxing Academy. And so creating this space for kids to come and train and get mentorship, you know, people that look like me and I can relate to them. And that was what was driving me to do what I did. And early on, without funding, man, I was putting in none but sweat equity hanging every single heavy bag in the building, you know, going to events, right? Doing whatever I could. And we've, we've done it. You know, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're not done yet, but we're getting there. And over the years, ebbs and flows, I have burnt the hell out. So that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to y'all out there that have burnt out, you know, trying to will your venture into success. Because at this point, I've been doing Ironbound. I've been coaching boxing in Newark seven years. I didn't have a gym at first. Now that I do, I, I got the gym after like the first year. But I'm just going to add that all up. Seven years out here. Well, damn near eight, actually, just hooking and jabbing in the city of Newark. So revisiting the why. It was always about the kids. Creating a space for them to survive and thrive. When I think about Ironbound Media, right? Everything I'm doing with this podcast and a transition. I read so many books. I'm reading a book right now. I got books everywhere, right? And I never saw myself reflected in those books. I didn't see any books that made me feel like I see you as a African-American Marine Corps veteran, you know, coming from an environment that I came at. The language and the way they spoke and the type of businesses that they were starting, I, I didn't feel a sense of agency there. And that was why I wanted to get into podcasting because I felt like podcasting represented the perfect opportunity to reach underserved audiences in a way that lets them know I see them, right? I can capture stories from around the different communities. I can reach veterans and just all these different groups. And so when I think about the opportunity for the transition, it was around that, right? Summer of, what was it, 2020, pandemic's going on, and Bunker didn't have a podcast, right? And we've got so many amazing stories. I mean. I cannot wait until I capture the stories of some of you all listening to this platform. 
who started your businesses while listening to the transition were able to scale it up and grow it. And by scale, I'm not necessarily you know, meaning you know, billions and millions of dollars, but scaling up to where you're doing it full time or you're making the impact that you set out to do. And you're able to come on this platform and share those stories, right? Because Bunker was still in its infancy a bit. You know, maybe it had been around for like five or six years, but we weren't necessarily making the impact we knew we were capable of. And this platform was a perfect opportunity to share the knowledge and insights we've gathered over the last, you know, seven or eight years. I think we just celebrated our, was it our 10-year anniversary? Maybe it's 10 years. My, my history could be off, y'all. But anyway, you get, the, you get the story. Allowing us to share the lessons learned to our audience from other veteran entrepreneurs, military spouses, and SMEs who've been in the trenches. And by and large, we've been able to do that. Then the last thing is, you know, so that's Ironbound. And then coaching, okay? Now, this is really the thing that's got me thinking a lot about the why. There's a lot of businesses that I do between the nonprofit, the for-profit with Ironbound Media, and more recently coaching through a Flawless Acceleration and the Heinz Institute um, at Iona. And of all the things that I do, coaching is the least profitable, legitimately, because you're almost trading time for money. It's a lot of work, you know, getting in the trenches with the founder one-on-one. But the reason I chose to do it in the first place was because when I hired my first coach, Bill Watkins, in 2019, it was a game changer for me on my entrepreneurial journey. That was the moment that I felt like I was no longer winging it. I felt like I had some guidance and I understood that like, okay, I don't have it all figured out, but I know how to show up each day, right? I know how to lead a team. I know how to put together a marketing plan. I know how to close sales. I know how to do all these different things. And I felt like I wanted to provide that to others. That was the why. It was never about the money. It was more about, I know how hard this thing is. I don't want others to have to go at it alone. I want to learn the art and science of being a professional business coach in order to provide and to, in order to provide what I receive to others. And, and what, you know, this was kicking up because I'm reading this book that I mentioned before called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together, How to Run Your Business Without Letting It Run You by Sherry, Shelley, Sherry Walling. And she talked about getting back to why. There's another business author I love. Her name is uh, Fiona Kilaki. She runs a, a website called My Daily Business where she provides coaching and resources. She has a great podcast. And in her book, uh, Sidestep to Side Hustle, or Passion, Purpose, Profit, Sidestep to Side Hustle, she talks about getting back to why. And so I'm, I'm seeing all this, I'm reading all this, and I was like, you know what? I need to revisit this myself. And I will tell you, honestly, taking the time to think about this stuff again put a smile on my face, you know? Thinking about, okay, I'm looking at, man, I'm because coaching is hard. I'm just let y'all know. Certain business models, notoriously hard, especially when people don't know what the hell coaching is, right? Selling podcasts, services, and brand strategy services, they're hard, but I find coaching a little bit harder because most people haven't experienced what it is to like work to work with a professional coach. And so you're going up against it. And it's real easy to just kind of throw your hands in there and be like, why am I wasting my time with this? I should, you know, spend it elsewhere. But then when I started thinking about why, it was like, aha, I remember now. And you remember what that feeling is like. And I know a lot of y'all out there 
You got these businesses, right? You're selling trinkets, you're baking cookies, you know, you're trying to raise venture capital and you're in it and you ain't got a lot of wins. And at times, what happens in those moments? You feel like you've got nothing to show for it yet. You're hearing it from all these different directions. You're seeing your peers post on LinkedIn and other social media channels and they look like they're killing it. They're traveling on vacation and et cetera, et cetera. I'm here to tell you that has nothing to do with you. What you need to do is look internal and remind yourself why you set out on this journey in the first place. You know, I even think about going through the infantry officer course. Brutal. IOC. I was 2TAC 11. So I started in January of 2011 and I was in the winter, winter class. I'm from Texas, y'all. I never got snowed on before until I went to the Naval Academy. And I sure as hell didn't sleep out into it, sleep out in the snow until I got to the infantry officer course. And it was so freaking miserable. It, is, it was literally one of the hardest experiences of my life. I think IOC and infantry, I think IOC and being an entrepreneur are like the two hardest things. And I've been to Afghanistan, been in combat and all that. But IOC and entrepreneurship, extremely hard. What fueled me to get through IOC was I wanted to be an infantry platoon commander. That was it, the rifle platoon commander. I had envisioned it. I was watching Band of Brothers, the Pacific, all that stuff, right? And when you're in an environment like the Naval Academy and the Marines, right, everybody knew that, like, leading a rifle platoon was, like, the ultimate test of leadership. And only a few people in the world will ever get to experience that. And if I had to go through the winter IOC class and suffer to make it happen, I was willing to do it. And it was, again, I cannot stress how brutal it was on me, but I made it happen because my why was solid. I wanted to be a rifle platoon commander. You know, I wanted to serve my country in that position, that capacity. And, you know, even just kind of telling this story, thinking about that time, it again reinforces why it's so important to get crystal clear about your why behind everything that you're doing. Because the motivation is going to wear off, right? That's just a fact, right? It happens, right? It ebbs and flows. But when you're committed to making a dream happen, you can, you, you can do it, right? Not always, but let me, let me rephrase that. I, I'm just going to say this. Do not underestimate the power of dreams and a willingness to go after it. Right. And I think getting crystal clear about what that dream is and why is going to empower you so much on your journey. So I hope this episode for today empowers you. I hope it makes you feel seen and heard. And I want to hear from you. I've been getting a lot more messages online through LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, et cetera, about some of these topics I'm covering lately on this show. And I'm, I'm trying to get back and I'm getting information. I'm getting content to, to drop to you all. And like I said, check out the book if you want to read along with me, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together. I'm doing a lot of focus on human performance, mental stuff lately. I'm also going to be reading The Headspace Guide to Meditation, getting back to some mindfulness practice as well. Because, again, when you're starting to deal with all these different thoughts of whether it's imposter syndrome or anxiety and or I'm not good enough, and negative thoughts, et cetera. You've got to learn to separate the, the thoughts from your reality, right? Because, you know, they're just floating there in the air. And although you might feel that's a certain type of way, just kind of separating them. And, you know, when I started early on, 
right? When I didn't have a pot to piss in entrepreneur-wise, no customers, damn, no website, no nothing, I turned into a hipster, y'all. I went pescatarian. I stopped eating uh, red meat and chicken, right? I started meditating. I started journaling. I started to do all these things that for the longest time I thought were woo-woo. And I was so strong during that time. I'm still strong now, but I just meant of, you know, you quit doing the things that made you successful in the first place. And one of the things that made me successful was that daily practice of meditation, working out, journaling, you know? So as I talk about getting back to why, I think also we need to get back to the basics. And I'm going to do an episode on that. I call it Brilliant in the Basics. I don't know if I've covered it yet on this show. I need to review, but that is going to be one of the topics I'm going to cover either next episode or soon thereafter. So I appreciate y'all. As always, we at The Bunker are here to support you on your journey. Let us know what topics you'd like to cover on the show. Let us know what challenges you are struggling with so we can provide support. It's real easy to find. Like I'm, I'm like Dion. I ain't hard to find. Reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram or yeah, just shoot me a message. Until next time, everyone, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week.